0: All right, the wait is almost over. We have uh, another 24 hours, and then it will be hockey for the Avalanche and the Kings. Why not do a crossover episode? It's Locked On Avalanche, Locked On Kings. New hockey season is just about here.
1: Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, everybody, the season is knocking on the door for our teams anyway. Uh, If you're listening to this on the day it's released on Tuesday, hockey season is officially back. So welcome to a special crossover between Locked on Avalanche and Locked on Kings. I am Chris Maselli. With me as always is my co-host, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. We're from Locked on Avalanche and from Locked on Kings. We did this not that long ago, Eddie. Eddie Garcia from Locked on Kings. How are we feeling, boys? Hockey season
1: finally back it's the most wonderful time of the year yes yeah
2: october is a hell of a month for sports guys and there's <laughs> so much going on with football and baseball playoffs and now hockey starting if you're a sports fan man it's a great month
0: it's a great month um unless you're a broncos fan right now which i am <laughs> uh pretty mm. much you can cross one of those sports off that sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's hey, I get to put full-time effort into hockey right now so that that's fantastic go. so um thank you everybody for tuning in and making this your first listen of the day that is always appreciated um a lot to get to so why don't we dive right in we will get into kind of like the players to watch if you're watching on youtube you can see kind of our rundown uh the keys for each team but i thought we probably should start with kind of like a a bird's eye view of how things are going right now like we these are two teams that that are really expected to make some some waves this year right like both are expected to to you know have a ticket punch to the playoffs um and both are kind of expected to to make some like you know go far into the playoffs that's the expectation for both of these teams but let's rewind the tape right now not look at the end and look at right now how do things stand for the kings going into game one eddie are they healthy are they ready to go Any question marks for them right now?
2: Actually, unfortunately, the answer is yes. Now, they are healthy. However, one of their key players, um, their third-line right-winger, Arthur Kaliev, was suspended for four games uh, for a knee-on-knee hit he had against the Ducks. And I don't know about you guys, but four-game suspensions in the NHL are incredibly rare and I know that Kings fans have said, well, it's really a two-game suspension because it's two regular season games. Right. But my experience has been when, when the NHL has suspended players for preseason games, they have not carried over, usually, into the regular season. And the NHL loves handing out those two-game suspensions. So I was really surprised. I'm not saying he didn't deserve to be suspended. He absolutely did. He caused an injury, and it was it was malicious. But four games is still not what the NHL normally does. Now, that has put the Kings in a very interesting position because they're already up against the salary cap. So they are. It their roster is very fluid right now. They've been putting guys on waivers, recalling players. And right now, it looks like if they go by what they did in their preseason finale against Vegas, they're going with an 11-7 setup, with 11 forwards and mm-hmm. seven defensemen. So you see this occasionally in the NHL. I know Vegas has done this in the past because of some salary cap issues. Edmonton has done this a little bit. They did it against the Kings actually in the playoffs a few times. So because of the Cali of suspension, obviously his salary is still on the books, right? So, uh, mm-hmm. and they can't really call up anybody to replace him. So they're being very, um, I guess they're kind of playing with things right now to see how it goes. Um, and they're also, <laughs> they've got three goalies on the roster right now.
0: I, I saw that.
2: Yeah, I don't. I and, and And none of them have been horrible and none of them have been great in the preseason. And I think, if people have been following what's going on in Tampa Bay, I think they're looking for a goalie on the waiver wire who has NHL experience. I think the Kings think that whoever they send down is not going to clear. So that could play a factor as well. So there's a lot of stuff going on with the Kings roster.
1: Hmm. Um
2: but they are healthy. They just look like again, it looks like they're going with 11 forwards, 7 uh 7 D and then obviously only two goalies, but they'll still have another goalie on their roster, so Okay. Uh if an injury happens in the game for the Kings, they're going to be really shorthanded. So that's something to keep an eye on. Hopefully it doesn't happen right. from a King standpoint, but that is something to keep an eye on.
0: Okay. Now, Now, and, and that suspension, like this is his first suspension, is it not? Yes. Is he the, does not have a history. That's crazy to me. I agree. I, I can't figure it out. I mean, why should I be surprised? Like we all know department of player I safety. Know. Like, you know, the, the, everybody talks about the wheel. That's that's they spin the wheel of justice. It's not that far off from how it they really probably, <laughs> I don't get
1: it, it. The, the nature of the injury that you referenced, is it egregious enough that we could point back to this throughout the season as the benchmark, the tone setter all the way back in preseason that we could expect this all the way through. Like, I don't understand a player with no history. Yes, an injury is caused, but I mean, we, we had, we've had suspect hits throughout the years Whoa. on both sides, oh, yeah. never yep. even come close to this and often just kind of forgotten about why is this happening now? And is this what we could expect all year long? And do you think this affects the NHL as a whole because of this one suspension being so large?
2: I think it's a great question and I don't have an answer for it because as <laughs> we know, the NHL is wildly inconsistent. Right. Yeah. We Last year, Matthew Kachuk put his stick intentionally into the mask of Jonathan Quick, could have easily caused an incredibly serious injury. It was done on purpose. He got a two-game suspension. He's a he's a guy who's got a history. He's mm-hmm. been suspended and fined before. So how th- this... And again, the player for the Ducks was injured. He's going to be out, I believe, eight weeks with a knee mm-hmm. injury. So it's a serious offense. I get that. Are they... I, from what I know, they haven't sent out any kind of directive from the Department of Players Safety saying, here's the standard for this season. If they said that, I'd be okay with it. At least I would know, and everybody else in the league would know, that they're setting a new standard, and they're going to be tough on crime. But they haven't said that. So I'm very curious to see what the next suspension is going to be. I have mm-hmm. zero confidence that this is no. a new standard. I really, yeah. really don't. If, they, if that happens, okay. But I do would be shocked if that happened so i have no answer for why he got a guy with no history got a four yeah. game suspension and i'm not trying to be a crybaby about it like i said he deserved it he caused an injury absolutely need to be suspended but last year there were 25 suspensions in the nhl 20 of them were two or less games
0: wow.
2: none of them were four by the way the other ones were three games so we'll see
0: wow that uh we're all- <laughs> Already off to a great, great start with uh, D.O.P.S. So, um, Kyle, what do you think for the abs? Like what, kind of same question. And, and, you know, injuries obviously are in their history, especially last year. Um, how do you feel like, you know, right now going into this game, how do you feel the abs are are, you know, health wise? They don't have any suspensions on the docket, so that's good. Um, but there there were some questions of their lineup. Uh, We got some answers, but there's still one hanging out there with Andrew Cogliano. We don't know if he's going to be starting this game on Wednesday, and that does make
1: a big difference on that fourth line. And since this is a crossover episode, we're also speaking to fans of the Kings. Gabriel Landeskog is still injured yep. for the Colorado Avalanche. That's something that you have to understand. So that is an injury that Avalanche fans have it kind of, just come, come to accept, but he wasn't there last year. He's not going to be here this year. No suspensions for Valerie Nachushkin because of his exit in Seattle. So mm-hmm. you're coming into this season fresh. The Cogliano game time decision. We're an Avalanche preseason, like regular season form now. With you don't know who's going to be on the roster, but with you with the offseason acquisitions of like Miles Wood, Ross Colton, Ryan Johansson, the team is beefier and mm. deeper like Chris we just we're talking about who's going to comprise this fourth line like this Avalanche team is so deep now they have like a top nine usually yeah. you talk about top sixes and who's going to slot in that 2C we're talking about 3C as an understood and probably one of the best third lines in the NHL close, and we're talking though. about fourth lines this Avalanche team they're angry and they're going they were embarrassed last year mm. Oh, you're buzzing, Kyle. All right. Um,
0: sorry, we had some technical difficulties. But w- what Kyle was saying is true. Like, r- for the Avalanche, like, heading into the the first game, to have only <clears throat> Andrew Cogliano be the question mark is already a plus. <laughs> you're, you're already good if you're the S. Because last year going into game one, you were down some guys. And then in that first week, <clears throat> more guys were – injured or I didn't, didn't Nathan McKinnon have COVID or something to start the season last mm-hmm. year. And Devon Taves had an injury. Like it was just as soon as the season started right up to the end, <clears throat> it was just, they were fighting the injury bug. So to have just Andrew Cogliano be the question mark. And pr- I would say I'm pretty confident now that he will start. So let's just say he does. And and you're, you're pretty healthy going into the season. that's really where you want to be. If he labs at least to start the season. So, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be at puck drop pretty much fully healthy. Maybe, maybe you know, their backup goalie, Pavel Francos. That's the one who's really not going to be there. Other than that, I think it's looking pretty good for the app. So um, let's get into kind of like what's new for each team, like kind of the moves they made in the offseason and how things stand for each one of those teams. Uh, we'll do that next. But first, we're going to talk about game time. And you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all these sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals all in pricing, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. And what are some of the things that we love about the game time app So those last-minute Tickets, flash deals, and zone deals. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Views from all seats in the venue. And it's the lowest price guarantee with event cancellation protection and even job loss protection. So download the GameTime app, create an account, use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Once again, create an account, redeem the code LOCKEDONNHL. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. NHL for $20 off download game time today, last minute tickets, the lowest price guaranteed. All right. Like any other team, a lot of moves are made in the off season. And now we get to see, I mean, you saw, I'm sure same thing for the Kings, the yeah, you saw some of that in the, the preseason. Uh, now it counts. So we talked a little bit about this in the crossover. We did a little over a month ago, Eddie, but how have the what are those moves? Those big moves revisit those for us Avalanche fans, um, and how have they looked in the preseason? And what are we expecting from those new moves going into the the regular season?
2: Well, let's touch on something I already brought up, and that's goaltending. Um, like I said, the Kings currently have three goalies on their roster that could change before uh, puck drops. We'll see, but uh, two of them are new, and that would be Cam Talbot and David Riddick. Couple of veteran guys, been around the leagues, been there, done that, to varying degrees of success, and then they have the holdover last year's rags to riches story, Phoenix Copley, who came out of nowhere, career AHL guy, and suddenly he's third in the NHL in a winning percentage. So don't know who it's going to be. They've all been up and down in the preseason. Couple of one good start, one bad start for uh, for uh, Talbot and Copley, and for Riddick, he had one good start and then some spot duty here and there. So I don't know if maybe they know, but I'm not totally confident who is going to be in net for this first game. Could it be the guy last season who did it so well? Could it be the newcomer who I think the Kings ultimately went out and got thinking that, you know, uh, talking about Cam Talbot two years ago, had a great season in Minnesota. Not so good last year. Did have some injury issues ready for him to bounce back or the guy who looked the best in preseason. Probably not, but we'll see. So Uh, Two new goalies. We'll see if we see one of them against the Avalanche or not. I think it's going to be Cam Talbot, but we'll see. He did not have a great final preseason game against Vegas. The big offseason acquisition we talked about in our earlier crossover, Pierre-Luc Dubois coming over in the huge trade, probably the second biggest trade of the offseason, second to Eric Carlson going to Pittsburgh. Uh, He's looked fantastic in the preseason, centering the third line. I thought he would center the second line, but he's centering the third line. Either way, the Kings are super deep down the middle with Andre Kobatzar, Philip Deneau, and now Pierre-Luc Dubois. Uh, it's my first real chance to get a good look at him. Big body, shields the puck really well. He's he's fluid um, but but skilled for a big guy who's got a long reach. Um, sometimes he looks like he's not going full speed and I know that that's been kind of a criticism of him. I think it's more just his style of play to be honest with you. He's kind of a kind of a long strider and floats a little bit, but when he gets the puck on his stick, he can really make things happen. So I think the Kings fans are really excited to see what he can do in his first year with the Kings. And now he's signed to a long-term deal. So first of many seasons with the LA Kings. And I think lastly for the Kings, as far as what's new, um, they have a new third pairing on defense. Um, right now we talked about carrying seven defensemen. So the two guys on the left side that we're battling out are still on the roster. As of now, that's Tobias Bjornfoot and uh, Andreas England. And on the right side is Hmm. a young kid named Jordan Spence. I know you have some history with England, right? Uh, On on the right side is a kid named Jordan Spence, and he, for the moment, has unseated Brant Clark, the the young golden boy, who's going to be the next big thing. He's starting the year in the AHL. Now, part of that is because of what we said, the fluidity Mm -hmm. with the roster. Clark's waiver exempt, so he can go up and down, right? Some of the other guys can't. Bjornfoot can't. Andreas England can't. So that's part of the problem as well. But Jordan Spence, really good young player, has, has paid his dues, waited his time, and uh, he's going to be running the Kings' second power. He's basically replacing Sean Dersey for the Kings, who was traded to Arizona in the offseason, to make room uh, to sign Pierre-Luc Dubois. So good young player. Um, he, a couple years ago, because of injuries, he did get a decent amount of time in the NHL. So I don't think he's going to be overwhelmed by the situation at all, but um, a really good young player on the right side, on the third pairing for the LA Kings.
0: What's up with uh, Byfield?
2: Bifield starting on the top line with Andre Kovatar and Adrian Kempe. Um, Still, you know, he's doing good things, but he's not putting the numbers up, which is what Kings fans want to see. But he has made that top line better, which is kind of the most important thing. Big picture wise, I still think there's time with him to develop into somebody who's going to get better numbers. But for now, I think he's looked bigger and stronger in the preseason on his skates. There was a time where he kind of go flying around and wouldn't be uh, unusual to see him hit the ice uh but he's he just looks more sturdy bigger stronger on his on his feet and he flies around he really does hustle a lot so another year under his belt i don't think he's going to put up any kind of big numbers this year but playing on that top line he's going to get a lot of big minutes and i think he can be an asset
0: so what uh, and and forgive me but but yeah. why why on the top line then if if he's not producing kind of uh you know you want your top line to produce points right that that's your top line though your go to line What's and I I love Quentin Byfield. I Mm -hmm. I liked him coming out. Uh, I want I wish nothing for the best for him and I want to see him succeed. But and you're kind of saying, like, yeah, he's getting there. Is that what this team wants right now? I could see if you were kind of like in rebuild, well, not semi rebuild mode, like improving mode, putting him on the top line, learning, you know, going through the breaks. Is that where they want him to be right now, or just they're expecting him to be improved and we're going to put him on the top line?
2: Well, they they out of nowhere. I'd love to know who came up with this idea because he's a natural center, and they drafted him to be a center. They, you know, the the thinking was he's the heir apparent to Andre Kopitar. Well, now with Pierre Luc Dubois, that's not going to be the case. But he could be at at some point the number two center. But uh, they did something like they did with Gabe Velarde that helped turn him around, who's now left to go to Winnipeg. Um, but they put him on the wing, and it got him sparked. And so they decided somebody decided to try this with Quentin Byfield. And uh, he they put him with Adrian Kempe and Andrzej Kopa on the top line, and that line took off after mm-hmm. that. Now, he wasn't putting up the numbers, but Kopitar and specifically Adrian Kempe were. So the best cocky of the season last year for the Kings' top line was with Quinton Byfield on the line. Okay. Now, people are like, did they do it in spite of him or did they do it because of him? Well, I'm not sure. All we know is it was better when he was there. Okay. So mm-hmm. he's getting that, he's going to get that chance again to try
0: it, uh, to start the season. Uh, if it works, don't ask questions. <laughs> Just That's right. All it matters is if it works. Exactly, uh, Kyle. For the Abs, why do you kind of you know revisit our moves and and uh, if if any of those moves are surprising for how the opening night roster uh, kind of is constructed right now and how
1: it's looking for this opening day against the Kings? I mean, you can. We we've made the joke a couple times. This almost looks like a like a fantasy hockey team. Like you have Ryan Johansson. You have Miles Wood, you have Tomas Tatar, you have well, Ross Colton.
0: Sing the praises of Miles Wood right now, but for this team,
1: I think he's he's good. He's perfect well, for this. These team. are these are notable names and where they've come from. And they mm-hmm. have like this is not just a Nicholas Abe Kubell pickup that the Avalanche have made, or like a um Pierre Edward Belmar move. Like these are notable names that are missed at the fan bases they left to come to the Avalanche because they want to come to the Avalanche to win. So this opening night roster is immediately beefier than last year. Last year, we were talking about who's going to be the 2C. Is this going to be Alex Newhook taking over at 2C and ascending to the ranks in the Colorado Avalanche? He's in Montreal. Like, Hmm. this team is completely different, built different from the ground up. You have that top line of Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, and there Jonathan Gerena is up there there's your another name which I think this that's team. a big surprise for for some people
0: um maybe not when as soon as they got him uh people were just throwing that out there like oh he's gonna be reconnected with with Nathan McKinnon um I I was a little bit skeptical of that and I thought it could have been something where like as the season goes on if he's showing you know improvement and last year was just an anomaly uh you know he's fine with the assists. It's just the goal scoring that just doesn't seem to be coming for him, which it hasn't in the preseason either. And I don't want to harp too much on that, but it, it's just a fact. Yeah, he, he had some really good looks in the preseason and couldn't come through on them. Um, I think, and uh, you know, watching him play, it's kind of smart to just throw him into the fire with that top line because I think he he can he can play with those boys. It's it's no doubt that he can't do that, but um, you know, at the beginning of the of the of the free agency period when they got him i didn't think he was going to be in that top line Um and i think he's kind of played himself there through preseason and and you know it was never kind of in doubt it was kind of like no that's where he's going to be and i think they're i think they're gonna be better for it i think you're going to see a really good season at a, at a jonathan drew this year no doubt
1: so what else you think oh no it's I'm just in love with the makeup of this team compared to last year because they're committing to a grittier team. They got embarrassed and they addressed it. They didn't just keep committing to we have Nathan McKinnon that's all we need. They addressed the need, and this is what you want if you want to be a dynasty. This is they don't want to see other teams that are in the Western Conference like the St. Louis Blues go all the way up and then kind of fizzle out. With Kale McCarr on the de- on the defense, and you have Nathan McKinnon and Miko Ranton on your top line. They're committed to this team, and to see them take another step forward, it's a lot of exciting things for this Avalanche team going into night one, and you want to see them continue this throughout the year, but night one, you could expect a lot of just heavy emphasis on that top line, and look out for that third line, Mm. that Colton, Tatar, and Wood line. There's a lot of hype coming out of that preseason for that line. And I would like to see what it looks like in real time, regular season NHL action. And
0: you mentioned Tatar, and that's a
1: guy that, you know, you alluded to guys
0: wanting to come to the avalanche uh, to, to play on a team that can compete for a cup. He's one of those guys. Like that was a late signing and a one year, one and a half million dollars to go get him only improves his team. I will say like a surprise, I think, is in the preseason, you had Riley Tufty looking really good and he cleared waivers. So he's still with the team. Um, but they told Curtis McDermott to focus on the forward position in the off season. And he, if if Cognano is not able to play on Wednesday, Curtis McDermott is your, your fourth line winger. Just let that sink in (laughs) because I, Kyle and I are not fans of that, but it's one of those things where it's like, Hey, in, in Bednar we trust. So Hmm. we'll see where that goes let's get into players to watch and kind of key key players and positions and then what we're expecting um, from some of these guys for this game on Wednesday. And we're going to talk about that next, but first we're going to talk about FanDuel, FanDuel.com snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel America's number one sports book. And right now, New customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place just a $5 bet. And that's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is secure, super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-under. You can still bet on the Broncos for some reason if you wanted to. Uh, So visit fanduel.com slash on to kick off this NFL season, which is already underway, but FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, keys to this game, Eddie and Kyle. What are we thinking uh, game game number one? Sometimes they get off to slow starts and you have that, you know, just uh, those first couple games or maybe a couple weeks for teams, got to get into the flow of a season. What are we expecting uh game one eddie from from the kings who are some key players that we got to watch out for
2: yeah it's a little bit interesting you say that because the kings had a trip to australia to play in a global series preseason game so that kind of threw off their training camp a bit uh and they didn't play in as many games maybe some of the players they gave a little extra rest because of the trip to australia that kind of thing um so we'll see if that's it, it contributes to maybe a slow start or not um something that Kyle talked about, I think could be something to watch battle of the third lines. Uh, I talked about it, Pierre-Luc Dubois centering the third line with Kevin Fiala, uh, and a youngster in Alex Laferriere who, uh, has been called up replacing Arthur Kaliev who's suspended. He's a young guy who had a nice career at Harvard. He's opened some eyes this preseason. I'm a little surprised to see him being called up and getting this, this shot. But circumstances have shown on him for for now, and it looks like he's going to be on that third line. So he looked pretty good. In the, he looks well, really good in the preseason. Um, so we'll see if he can carry that off when the bullets are flying for real. So I think battle of the third lines might be something to watch for sure. Um, obviously, the goaltending, as I mentioned, uh, is going to be something that's going to be in the spotlight for the Kings all season long. And I think uh, probably the biggest thing for the Kings as far as a key is They don't have to win the special teams battle, but they can't lose it. Uh, Their penalty kill was 24th in the league last year. Obviously, the abs have a great power play. And we saw in the playoffs against Edmonton, although their power play is certainly otherworldly. That's probably why the Kings lost a series. So it's been emphasized. They've been practicing a lot. They've changed the philosophy a lot more aggressive on entries and things like that. So the penalty kills, they've they've talked about it. They've talked about it. They've talked about it. It's, a, it's going to be under the spotlight every game. So we've got to see some improvement from the Kings in that area. They're going to get a big first test, obviously, in this game against the Avs and what they can do on the power play. So if they can just have the special teams battle be even, I don't think they'll probably win it. But if it can be even because the Kings did have a good power play last year too, I think that would go a long way in the Kings getting a
0: win. Were they a heavily penalized team last year? No,
2: not really. Um, but uh, the penalty kill just was very, very inconsistent
0: okay all right uh what do you think kyle what, what, what's the kind of maybe some key we talked about a lot of players um so i know that the third line is gonna be fun to watch i think it's so funny that you know they have good top lines but we're gonna be watching the third line in this game yeah. That that's gonna be where the
1: action's at but keys to the game for the Avs. what are you thinking for the Avs? especially it was it's an old habit that you saw creep up a little bit in the preseason the last time the avalanche were on national television mm-hmm. let's let's put together a 60 minute game um, it's Very keep true. that momentum and tempo all the way through. I know it's preseason. You kind of just shrug your shoulders and go on, but no, that's something from the past that you need to correct. And, Has
2: it been slow starts or um, fast starts and not sustaining it?
1: It's,
0: that's, it's usually the end of the game. If, if, uh, if this is a three to one game, even a four to one game in the third, it is not over. Eddie. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't all shut right. the game off. The, the he's Kyle's hundred percent, right? The abs have struggled in that area. To really just, you know, put their, well, I don't want to be too graphic. Hey, it's Halloween. I would say, put the skate
1: on the throat of the player. but yeah,
0: they, <laughs> they struggle to do it. They struggle to do it.
1: And it's one of those, they get the lead and they look at all the jerseys in front of them and they kind of rest and they kind of, you know, take their foot off the gas a little bit. And that's usually when you anger the other team and they come roaring back and it becomes a lot closer than it should be. So especially you're back on national television, you need to keep Going all game long, and honestly, the other key to this game proof of concept you need to get out and strike first. You don't need to put this team together and tout these incredible moves by this front office and then immediately go down. You need to get out there and you need to strike first and you need to hold it the whole game long. Yeah,
0: I for me, I don't know why. I mean, this just, just goes back to when I was a kid. Um, no matter the sport. I always feel like opening night, wherever it is, it's like home court, home field, home ice is a big advantage. I feel like in in that first game of the season and, you know, Kings fans show up so that that arena is going to be just wild. So I like you got to calm that fan base down as quickly as possible. And that's where that first goal comes into play. And that's key, right? Uh, but then you gotta like, like Kyle's saying, like keep the pressure on them. So we'll see where it goes. I think you know uh, the goalie situation for the Avs was good last year. You want to see that continue this year with with Alexander Georgiev. So um, you know, even with we haven't even mentioned you know like the big names for the at like we haven't really mentioned Kale McCarr and really Nathan McKinnon or Mika Rantanen. McCarr only played one preseason game. And you could tell he was not going, because he he is nursing an injury that he's, uh, they've always said since the preseason started, like, should be fine. He should get a preseason game in and he should be fine for the opener. That's held true. But you could tell in that preseason game, he was going nowhere near 100%. So is that just precautionary? Is that he's still overcoming this? Whatever it is, doesn't seem like anybody's really concerned about it, but he hasn't had like those practices or that game where he is going full bore where McKinnon is like he was bowling a China shop, uh, you know, in his games that he was playing. Um, So I don't know, like that, that's where that whole kind of just getting into the flow of things comes into play here. How much will that play a factor? Usually it doesn't matter. Usually it's just, you got to get a couple shifts in maybe a period and then you're back to, to game flow but it could be a little bit different because we haven't seen a lot of these guys yet. So, you know, it's only game one. If, if the Avs take a loss, it's not obviously the end of the world, but you want to get off to a good start. Winning in someone else's barn is the best way to do that. Um, what do we are, are are we doing predictions here? Do you want to throw out predictions, Eddie, or or are you whatever you guys predict- want? You make- whatever you guys want, I'm fine. Go ahead. Let let why don't, me why don't finish up with that. We'll finish up with what what do we think the the final score is going to be here for Game One against the Abs and Kings. What are you thinking, Eddie? Uh
2: boy, this is a tough test for the <laughs> Kings so to start tough. off. It really yeah. is. I think because of the goaltending situation and it being a little bit up in the air right now, uh, it makes me very uneasy. Um. I do think they're two very good teams, but I just don't know what to expect from the goaltending, honestly. So mm-hmm. uh, I would, I would, I'll say this: I think the Avalanche uh, are a favorite in this game. I wouldn't be shocked if they were to skate off with a victory. I'm, I think it'll be a close game. I think it might be a little bit more higher higher scoring than not. So hopefully, my fellow Kings fans won't be upset with me. But I'll say four three Avalanche.
0: All right. Yeah. I mean. So the last game that the abs played in the preseason, like they looked great. Like, and that was kind of almost like their, uh, dress rehearsal, right? Like most of those starters were out there and they looked good for close to two periods. And then here we go. Like things kind of fell apart in the third. I don't know if some of that was just because it's, it's the preseason and you know, they just kind of took their foot off the gas a little bit. If they had played a full 60, and that's so weird saying this, if they played a full 60 in a preseason game, I'd feel so confident right now going into this game because that team that team that we saw is pretty much going to be the team that's out there against the Kings. If they can do what they did in those first 33 minutes in that game, uh things are looking good for the Avs. But you're right, Eddie. Like this could go either way. Like th- th- I want to see why don't when's the next time these two teams play? Do we know is that's that's obviously later oh. in the season. I don't know when it is but I look forward to that one because maybe yep. there'll be a little bit you know tons of games under their belt I kind of agree with you I think this could be a four to three game um but I'm not like super confident in that right now so that's where I'm at what do you think Kyle
1: it's funny that Eddie said four or three that's uh, I was thinking it's going to be a five three game and it's going to go five three with an empty netter um, okay. <laughs> they're going to pull the goalie and that empty net goal is going to be Jonathan drew in and we're going to have an interesting time oh, talking man. about drew first avalanche goal.
0: That's big, man. Like he's got to get off to a good start because the longer he goes without getting that first goal, you know, the question is going to keep creeping up for him. So we'll see where it goes. Um, all right, let's get this show on the road. Uh, Eddie, why don't you throw out there where people can follow you out there in the social media world?
2: Uh, if they want to follow me personally, uh, on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it these days, uh, it's, uh, the form the site formerly known as, Twitter, <laughs> uh, at Eddie on Fox E D D I E on Fox. And, uh, they want to follow the show. It's obviously, uh, at locked on LA Kings.
0: Uh, and you can follow our show, L O P and underscore avalanche on that Twitter X thing uh same on uh Instagram and all the other so we're on Blue Sky too believe it or not that's that's kind of a fun one if you want to go find, yeah <laughs> if, you're, if you're if you're locked up with a uh, Blue Sky follows over there as well um and of course our YouTube channel and Kyle where people follow you you got your own page. at shaggy von Doom everywhere cool, you love look. it love it all right everybody thank you for tuning in and making this your first listen of the day enjoy the game enjoy the season we don't have to wait anymore Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you guys tomorrow.